It's Tuesday, December 7th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, uh, it's what day or week number two of the, uh, uh, the uh, lockout, Major League Baseball players uh, not working out in facilities as the uh, collective bargaining agreement still up in the air between Major League Baseball and the Players Association. Not a lot of movement, haven't heard a lot about any progress towards uh, an agreement or even uh, getting together on any talks lately. Uh, have you heard anything? What's the latest on and when do we expect to see any sort of movement uh, towards a new uh, uh, CBA, even towards just getting together and talking about things now? Yeah, I don't know, Joe. I think I'm both sides are probably regrouping right now after, you know, meeting uh, after meeting in Dallas or in Texas uh, recently. Yeah, uh, you know, when the uh, basic agreement expired, uh, you know, they both seem open to uh, sitting down at the table and talking. Uh, but, uh, you know, some there has to be some movement. There has to be, uh, you know, one side or the other is going to have to uh, be willing to compromise to, I would, to, to I think, would, uh, you know, get the parties back at the table. Uh, in the meantime, the, you know, odds and ends, bits and pieces of, uh, of stuff, uh, you know, come trickling through in terms of news. We saw uh, ex-Indians, a couple of ex-Indians uh, um, players. Abraham Almonte uh, has signed a, a minor league deal with the uh, Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, A.J. Cole uh, is heading to the Japanese League. Uh, he's signed over there. Uh, just you know, players who are, are maybe fringe guys looking for jobs, uh, this would be the time when they would be signing, you know, those one-year show-me deals or, or or we would be getting announcements of, uh, you know, guys signing minor league deals with invites to major league camps. Uh, not really getting that right now is in, in terms of a, a slow trickle of news. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the, 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 you know, the, Everything on the 40 doing to do everything uh, that, uh, you know, includes the 40 man roster has been shut down all business transactions. So, you know, these are the only kind of uh, deals that teams or, you know, transactions teams can make right now. And uh, it might be a good time for, you know, the Japanese uh, uh, leagues to uh, come in and, and uh, try to, you know, try to sign some guys or from the Korean, you know, baseball organization. They could, uh, you know, pick up some guys who maybe uh, like like are in Almonte and uh, AJ Cole's spot, where you know, kind of, the, if they even if they get an invitation to spring training, it's going to be on a, on a minor league deal. So maybe if they can get a little more guaranteed money up front, it'd be a good way to, uh, you know, go to Japan, go to Korea, uh, revitalize your career, give it give it, uh, and you know, bounce back to the big leagues, or maybe. You know, it's your kind of swan song and uh, you make some money while you can. Yeah. Uh, do those leagues have like limits on the number of uh, American players or, or foreign players that they're they're able to have on the rosters? I, I believe in Korea, you're only allowed to have two uh, two U.S. players on the roster, right? Yeah, I think so. And, and Japan is the same way, too. They have, uh, a, uh, you know, a, um, a limit on the foreign players that can play over there. You know, Joe, a lot of a lot of Dominican players play in Japan as well. So, you know, so that's, it's, you know, there's, there's a, a mix over there and you've got to, I guess it's just like, you know, in, in uh, you know, teams in the big league. 
teams can only get a certain amount of visas to bring, you know, the players over from South America or, or uh, Latin America, I should, should say, or, or uh, Japan or Korea. Uh, another, uh, in, in other news and notes, uh, a former Cleveland assistant hitting coach, Matt Kataro, uh, is one of the hot names in terms of, uh, you know, coaching vacancies. I believe there's still two, the, the Mets and the A's are still looking to fill their managerial positions. Uh, Kataro is rumored to be interviewing for, for both of those positions. Uh, if, if you had your, if you were Kataro right now and they had offers on the table, which, uh, <laughs> which direction are you going? Uh, the A's who have no money, uh, but, you know, have a, a tradition of, of, you know, or a, at least a history of uh, winning over the last few years under Bob Melvin or the Mets who are a complete and total dumpster fire yet they have more money than God. Yeah. I don't know. You walk into that Mets job and you haven't managed somewhere before. That seems like, uh, you know, that that's a nightmare waiting to happen. You got to deal with the New York press and, and, you know, you've got an owner that's already signed, already spent like a half a billion dollars on players that, you know, you didn't have any say in bringing into the team. I mean, everybody would like to see, uh, you know, Max Scherzer definitely uh, on your ball club, but, you know, that's kind of walking into, uh, uh, like you said, a dumpster fire. You better have a uh, asbestos suit on if, if you take that job. It, it's the ultimate dichotomy right there. It's in New York, it's more money, more problems. And, and in uh, Oakland, it's no money, more problems. It's, it's, it's the worst of both worlds on either side. It's, you got you to land somewhere in the middle. You got to find a place like Cleveland where you've got money, but you don't have a lot of money. It's, it's, it's perfect. <laughs> And, and uh, Quattaro's such a good guy, too. You know, he was he, he interviewed for a couple jobs at the end of uh, last uh, two seasons ago as well. So he's, you know, he's obviously doing something right there. And uh, he's from Tampa Bay. He grew up in that organization. You know, he came to Cleveland for a couple of years and he went back, uh, you know, to uh, the Rays. So I, I, I hope I, I wish nothing but good luck to him. Yeah, he was he's working a couple of seasons there under uh, Kevin Cash, and obviously they've had a lot of success uh, in in Tampa, so they're doing something right. Uh, yeah, should be should be interesting to see where Kataro uh, lands up or ends up, uh, you know, uh, in in terms of his future. But uh, very interesting. Uh, before we get to our conversation about the uh, the minor league phase of the Rule Five draft. Uh, we just got an alert, just got the announcement that uh, Tim Kirchin, the ESPN broadcaster, uh, is uh, the recipient of the uh, BBWAA Career Excellence Award, uh, and he's going into the Hall of Fame. That's the, uh, the former J.G. Taylor Spink Award, which is, uh, you know, Sheldon Ocker won uh, a few years back. Um, the Basically, it's for... For guys in our line of work, it's the it's the holy grail. It's the it's uh, your your ticket into the Hall of Fame. Uh, Tim Kirchin announced as the this year's recipient of of that award. Uh, pretty well deserved honor for for Kirchin. Oh yeah, Tim is uh, you know really you know got to start as a beat guy. He was he was in Dallas. He covered the the uh, the, the Rangers. Uh, then he went to uh, then I think he did Baltimore. He went to Baltimore. Then he you know, went to, you know, did ESPN. Uh, so, you know, he's kind of bridged that gap, you know, where he's not just a uh, reporter, but, uh, you know, he made the jump to TV. He's also still, you know, writing 
Uh, so yeah, just a really well-deserved, a great guy and uh, really, really a good journalist, you know, really. Uh, and he loves baseball, man. That guy, he, he had, his closet was filled. He would keep every year, he would, he would get these binders and keep every box score from, cut them out, every box score from a news, from newspapers, every box score that was played for, and he had seasons and seasons of worth it. I, I, I don't think he still does it, but he was a maniac like that, man. I think this his, I don't know if his, if, it, if the, you know, the weight of those, uh, all those binders fell through his, uh, his <laughs> made a hole in the ceiling or what, but I, I hopefully, I don't know if he's still doing it, but he, well, he was, he's a baseball junkie for sure. Yeah, there, there have been advancements in, in, uh, in data storage. I would hope that, uh, you know, he would be conserving space that way. Uh, I, I, my, you know, my favorite, you know, memories, I guess, when I think of Tim Kirchin, I think of when he goes to the, the Little League World Series every year and, and helps out with the coverage of ESPN's coverage of, of that whole uh, week there. And, you know, he's, he's slid down the hill at, uh, at Williamsport before. Uh, and, you know, I can, I can commiserate with him uh, on, on, on that uh, as, as being sort of feeling like a fish out of water on that. But uh just the the joy that he brings to covering the game is is uh it's it's easily visible and, and translatable on on television and, and in his writing so uh you know congratulations to tim uh tim's just keeping the seat warm for you hoinsey because eventually you're gonna be sitting right there i'm i'm 100 sure of it uh let's move on uh we we got to mention that they're still going to despite this lockout they're still going to hold the minor league phase of the rule five draft uh, which there's a lot of, you know, there was a lot of conversation uh, about the major league portion of that when they had to move up the, uh, the non-tender date and uh, the set your, set the um, 40 man roster and protect players. The Indians uh, Cleveland, uh, you know, turned over a quarter of their roster in order to protect prospects uh, on that 40 man roster. Uh, but this is the minor league portion of, of that. Uh, so all of your, uh, minor league eligible players for the rule five draft. So teams can protect up to 38 uh, players in their minor league system who are uh, on the eligible list. Cleveland has uh, quite a few actually uh, players who are, are eligible and we don't know uh, right now uh, who the, the players that are on the protected list among the 38 are. But there's some interesting names, uh, guys who are eligible, uh, pitchers, including uh, lefty Joey Cantillo. Um, there's outfield prospects like Will Benson and Oscar Gonzalez, who, who just re-signed with the club uh, on a minor league deal. Uh, also, infielders like Jose Fermin, Trenton Brooks, Aaron Bracco. Uh, just, uh, just sort of interesting to see this is a we, – we saw how deep the – Cleveland farm system is uh, when they had to name that list of, of, of players on the 40 man roster. Uh, now it'll, now we'll see how really deep things are uh, when they have to protect players uh, on this list of, of guys who were, are eligible to be taken by other clubs. Yeah, Joe, this is uh, you know, a little different from the uh, major league portion of the rule five, where if you draft a player, you, you know, it, it costs you a, Costs the team a hundred thousand uh, dollars. You have to keep them on the uh, you know twenty the twenty six man roster for the entire season, 
or you offer the guy offer the player back to his original team for a fifth, you know, and, and give half the, uh, you know, per, then you get half the purchase price back. Uh, this, if you select a player in the uh, minor league phase on uh, the AAA phase, yeah, I think it costs you like 20, 24 grand, but you don't, you keep the player, you don't have to offer them back. And uh, you know, it all, I guess it all depends, you know, if they have, you know, if they have a, just where they're, you know, just how many openings they have on, on the roster right now on the, on the AAA roster. Well, and guys that I mentioned uh, off of that list, like Joey Cantillo and Oscar Gonzalez, th those are guys that, that Cleveland is going to want to protect and, and keep in their minor league system, no matter what. I mean, I, I don't think we're going to see any movement in terms of the, the, the top names of guys, you know, uh, so, so there might be a few uh, names on this list. Uh, maybe guys like Thomas Ponticelli, uh, uh, you know, Wilfrey Peralta. Those are guys who are a little less known, but, uh, you know, still talented. Victor Nova, guys like that. If they don't get protected, then, you know, I could see another club taking them and, and them finding success elsewhere. Uh, guys that are on this list, uh, Sandy Leone and uh, Daniel Johnson. There are some guys with major league experience on this list. Uh, Daniel Johnson obviously was optioned back to to AAA to to keep him from having to be added to the forty man roster. Yeah, and uh, you know it, it's it's really rare for you know a guy to uh, you know for a team to lose somebody and then have that guy turn around and uh, you know become a uh, you know become a, a a big league player or make an impact in the big leagues. It happens, but uh, it, it usually you're usually drafting really. You know, solid minor league guys kind of to fill out your system. Right. Okay. So, uh, you know, that's this sort of dovetails and, and heads leads into our, uh, our conversation today about uh, Tyler Freeman. He is the uh, MLB pipeline top uh, rated prospect in Cleveland's organization. And he was added to the 40 man, uh, you know, prior to uh, that rule five deadline. Uh, last month so you know what what do you think the timeline is for a, a Tyler Freeman who right now in that class and that group of middle infielders who are sort of on the cusp or ready to make the jump uh, to the big leagues Freeman uh, was a 2017 draft pick and he's you know set out uh, basically half of the season last year with a, a shoulder injury uh, where do you think he ranks among that group in terms of major league readiness and the potential to, to see him at the big league level this year? Yeah, it's, it, that's an interesting question, Joey. You know, he, uh, he, he played, uh, he hasn't played triple a yet. You know, he, he got hurt at, for at double uh, a Akron last season while he was hitting three twenty three uh, in 41 games. Now, maybe if he had kept that up, he would have been promoted to, uh, to uh, Columbus, but, you know, Columbus had Arias up there and, uh, you know, Gabriel Arias. So, you know, I think maybe they, maybe they, they, they wanted to see, um, you know, uh, Freeman just play a full season at, at Akron uh, because, uh, you know, they love his bat, but I think he's, he, you know, he's, it's, I think it depends on his health. You know, he's, he's in good year now, you know, rehabbing that shoulder, the torn labrum in his, in his left shoulder. Uh, you know, the fortunate thing is, you know, he throws right-handed, so that's a good thing. Uh, but, you know, swinging the bat, I think, you know, that's his, uh, 
lead shoulder, the left shoulder. So that, that, I think that's probably the biggest concern. And he, from what I've read and, and heard, he hasn't started swinging the bat yet in Goodyear. So, so that puts him probably behind guys like uh, Gabriel Arias, uh, Brian Rocchio, even the, the Andres Jimenez and the, uh, the Owen Millers who are already at the major league level. Um, you know, I, I would think that the injury sort of slows him, but still gives, you know, him be just being on that 40 man roster, you know, gives him that timetable of, you know, the clock's now ticking. Uh, his major league debut is coming either uh, at some point this upcoming season or, or the year after that. Yeah. You know, he's, he's now he's, he comes into the option, the, you know, to the option part of his uh, career. He's got three options, you know, to, to be, be, to be used in uh, the next three years, you know, even if he doesn't make his big league, uh, debut uh, like let's say he, he goes to camp this year um, you know gets sent down at to a triple a or double a wherever and uh, you know that counts as an option you know so you know we've, we've seen that with uh, with uh, Sam Henkes you know who really didn't make his big league debut until this year but he was already out of op- that he was down to one option he was on his last option because he'd been sent up and down in the big leagues I mean from from spring training to, to the minors. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. And, uh, you know, but he's an interesting guy, you know, obviously, like you said, second round pick, uh, you know, really can swing the bat, not maybe power is projectable, you know, not, I don't think he's going to be a 20 to 25 home run guy, but he certainly puts the bat on the ball. That's his uh, big skill set. Yeah, that was, I was, I was going to ask you what he does really well. And, uh, you know, we've seen uh, flashes when he's been up with the uh, the club in, in spring training the last couple of seasons uh, of Tyler Freeman, you know, really good with the glove. We've, we've seen him make some some really nice plays. Uh, but but really, his calling card is that he puts the bat on the ball that he, he you know, he'll he'll rack up hits uh, just because he's he's a contact guy. And boy, uh, what have what has Cleveland been really sort of uh, positioning itself on its roster uh, lately with uh, guys? It's, it's, you know, contact hitters, more, more guys who, who strike out less and put the ball in play more. Uh, and, and he really fits the bill on that. This is the kind of player that I think the, the front office has been coveting lately. Yeah. You know, just, just listen to these batting averages, Joe, 2017 in the Arizona rookie league, he had two, 297. The next year, uh, uh, if for uh, you know, in, in the New York Penn League for Mahoning Valley, he had 352 and won the batting title there. The next year, 2019, for uh, he split time between Mahoning Valley and Lynchburg, he had 306. And uh, you know, of course, he didn't play in 2020, but in 2021, just before he got hurt, he was hitting 323. So you know, this you know, he could he can swing the bat. Uh, I think some people, you know, you look at, you read some scouting reports, they kind of like his, they think he projects him to about, you know, 15 home run guy, you know, some power. Um, but, you know, the big thing is contact and, uh, you know, his ability to, to, you know, to hit line drives all over the field. Right. Yeah. 378 career minor league on base percentage, uh, which is, you know, that's pretty nice. Uh, I think, uh, I think Cleveland would take that uh, a- anywhere. Does he project to, uh, you know, shortstop over second base in any way, or 
you know, is it, is it just a matter of finding a spot for him? Yeah, I think it's probably finding a spot for him, but in, you know, throughout it, so far in the minor leagues, he's, he's definitely been a shortstop. He's played, uh, he's, he's made 220 starts at short, uh, 20, 25 at third, at second and seven at third. So, you know, he's wherever he's gone, he's been the starting shortstop. So you know, it's going to be, that's going to be uh, an interesting thing. I mean, you know, some scouting reports say, you know, he's, you know, he's got the instincts and a quick release and, you know, not a great arm, but he gets rid of the ball fast. He could play short, but they, they project him to perhaps maybe moving over to second base. And uh, he has a, a, a brother uh, who also plays, I, I believe in the, um, Texas, Texas organization. Texas organization. Yeah, is, yeah. Yeah. Cody Freeman. Uh, in, I, I remember, I believe it was the uh, spring training in, in 2020 before, uh, uh, before COVID shut everything down. Uh, the, the two of them were, were out there. Are, didn't uh, Cody catch the last out of a, a spring training game? And it was off of Tyler. Uh, Tyler hit a pop-up oh, yeah. field, uh, to end the game. So I thought that was, you know, interesting. Maybe we'll, uh, We'll see some some brothers, but there, there could be multiple brothers playing against each other for the Guardians uh, uh, in in the future with the the Zimmer brothers and the Freeman brothers, uh, you know, making their major league uh, dreams come true. All right, Hoinsey, yeah, that'd be uh, cool. Yeah, it would be it would be interesting to see. Uh, that's going to wrap up today's edition of the uh, Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Uh, we'll be back with uh, another uh, breakdown of a, a minor league prospect uh, tomorrow and any other news that, that comes along uh, in uh, the world of Major League Baseball. Maybe we'll have a breakthrough on the, the collective bargaining agreement. Who knows? Uh, Hoinsey, we'll talk to you again tomorrow. All right, Joe. 